welcome to the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. It's the bi-weekly podcast where three starving film students analyze all things Disney, including parks, movies, and animation, as well as Marvel and Star Wars. Today, we'll check out the developing news surrounding Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, share our thoughts after seeing Ralph Breaks the Internet, and later on, we remember the incredible Stan Lee. The Disney Deconstructed Podcast starts right now. Greetings and happy holidays, everyone. My name is Lane Calder, and welcome back to another episode of the Disney Deconstructed podcast. If you were celebrating Thanksgiving last week, we hope you were able to successfully stuff your face with turkey and mashed potatoes and uh, pumpkin pie. What's some other stuff people eat? Uh, if you're cran- a loser, you have Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> Cran- cranberry <laughs> sauce. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of things. Stuffing, that's something. Uh, today, I'm joined by my good friend, the amazing, awesome Jake Moody. Oh my goodness, what's going on? <laughs> Spencer Bennett is unfortunately out today scheduling conflict, but he will join us next time. As always. As always. Uh but yeah, Jake, how was your Thanksgiving, bro? It was good. I had fun. I was able to go skiing, so that was really fun. Oh, just nice, Just hanging man. out with my family. Everything was cool. Probably the highlight of my break, if I'm being completely honest, was seeing the Lion King trailer. I know we'll get oh, into that today. yeah, but yeah. That genuinely was, like, so surprising. No, definitely. Um, what about yours? That, didn't that drop on Thanksgiving, too? Yeah, it was during one of the football games, which was so cool. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, my Thanksgiving was good. Uh, I was I was in Boston for it, mm-hmm. and so I, I was just hanging out, skyped my family back in California, watched some football, and Cute. then one of my one of my friends was in town as well, so we went out and got some hot pot for dinner. Um, <laughs> so some good good Mexican food. That's cool. Mexican, Mexican food, good good Chinese <laughs> food. What the heck? Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So good good uh, Thanksgiving. Hope uh, everyone out there had a good Thanksgiving. Um, make sure you put on those mouse ears. We're gonna get right into it. Um, Boom. Boom. <laughs> Breaking news uh, today. I I woke up this morning ready to record this and I rolled over in bed nice and groggy and checked my phone. And the first thing that came up was Google News told me that uh, Netflix's Marvel's Daredevil had been canceled. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 man. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe that. I mean, I can. It really didn't. It wasn't that much of a shock, you know, because we really? talked about this, what, last episode? Yeah, something like that. Um, so I wasn't shocked, per se. I, but I, I, go on, because you actually I, watched the show. Yes. <laughs> um, did you not? Or I saw the first season. Okay, so uh-huh. I've watched all three seasons, and I loved the third season, in my opinion, was the best or at least it was my favorite that's what um, i kept hearing yeah and netflix released i think it was netflix released a small tidbit saying that they wanted to end on they thought it was better to end on a high note type of mm. thing and obviously that 
isn't really the case because you can see in the third season that they leave certain plot lines open for another season. Oh no. You know, and it's like, okay. Uh, I was just going to ask, is it like a very fulfilling ending? Apparently for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, It's, it's pretty, it's fairly fulfilling, but at the same time, they do leave certain plot lines open that mm-hmm. another season could take hold of. And so did they I didn't read Netflix's like little statement. So they said Daredevil the solo show is is donezo. Oh, it's donezo, yeah. But like if there's still some threads that are open, maybe there's a Defenders season two or something. Oh, I doubt it, man. I think that the you think fact it's that over now? this which I believe is their most successful show from their most successful Marvel show. I think the fact that this has been canceled kind of seals the fate of all the Marvel shows. And you think it's got to be because of Disney plus? Definitely. I, Mm. I can't really see another reason. Um, I, I assume that that's the reason I, and I, I, I had previously said that I would be disappointed. I am disappointed Mm-hmm. Be mainly solely because now that I really enjoyed the show, and now it has that feeling of you know semi unfulfillment. You know, there's there's uh, that feeling when you watch the end of the third season where there's some closure to the season, but. Mm-hmm. There isn't the character closure. as a whole and things like right. that. There's no, it's not closure as a story. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. And, um, you know, I only saw the first season right as it came out, but it, it genuinely like seeing some of like, remember the behind the scenes choreography was always like a very big selling point and things like that. It seems like the show really had some heart and it really was like, people really cared about it. So it kind of sucks to see something that is a genuine project be canceled for what we have to assume to be like the bureaucracy of, of whoever fully owned the rights to this, this Marvel versus Disney owning the MCU things and maybe merging or not merging and and the streaming services. So that's always kind of a shame to see, like, obviously this is all big businessy things, but to like genuinely see a show just get canceled, which I've only seen good i've only heard good things about you know yeah and i mean that's also kind of the pain behind seeing netflix's statement about how yeah oh we wanted to end on a high note and it's like but you didn't close out the show you know (laughs) and it's like eh. and what other marvel shows do they have left it's jessica jones and defenders right (sighs) are those the only two or yeah yeah i guess so and um, I, you're totally right. Defenders won't happen again. I really liked Jessica Jones also. That was the only other one I watched. But uh, what, yeah, they're just, they're just going to continue her and cancel everyone else? That doesn't make exactly, much sense. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. make sense. So I, I see it as it's going to happen soon. Weird. They're gonna, I mean, it was going a fun to cancel run. the other ones. <laughs> yeah, such I mean, a it, weird was, thing. it was fine. I, yeah. <laughs> I really, I've said this, I really only fully enjoyed Daredevil. Okay. I really love Daredevil. Um, I didn't watch Luke Cage, didn't watch Iron Fist. Mm. I started Jessica Jones, but I just couldn't get into her character because I okay. found her really 
irredeemable you know i yeah, just i don't know she's uh, just kind of an asshole to everyone yeah it's a, it's definitely an odd show but the, i kind of like the fact that they i mean it had a very distinct tone from the movies like they really right. tried to do their own thing yeah definitely cool. and the fact that it's small scale was uh-huh. very um attractive and i think that's kind of where i where defenders lost me a bit okay was that it got a bit too big sure. for the characters you know we're used that. to seeing the characters in these small situations defending their city blocks and now it's like oh you've got a giant building that is going to collapse mm-hmm. and whatnot and this whole secret uh you know army society thing um and i was so sick of ninjas by that point oh no uh, i was really <laughs> sick of them fighting of daredevil fighting ninjas That's by the funny. time we got to de- by the time we got to defenders yeah 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 um do they ever a- do they mention like where are the avengers because isn't it technically in the mcu somehow There's, i think in the first season and throughout some of the other seasons and in defenders there are some uh avenger there's some lines okay. that are spoken that refer to the avengers but they never show up or and there's yeah. or anything that That's was more always like, yeah i see what you're saying that was yeah, always like more something like a little joke oh, type thing i see uh like a very personal anecdote on this kind of stuff but i am in like a tv spec writing class right now right where, where the show that my class is doing is Barry HBO's Barry with Bill Hader, which is a great show, but that's besides the point supposedly last semester. Oh, well the point of the show is you watch all of season one, you kind of break it down and then your project for the rest of the year is now you're the writer for season two, episode one. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but last, last semester it was Jessica Jones. And I think that Ooh. is so cool because I absolutely would have just somehow found a link to the MCU. Like that's all I would have done. Like she would have wandered into the sanctum centorum or whatever, <laughs> like a hundred percent. I would have just, I just would have turned into a fan fiction, Yeah, <laughs> but weird, weird stuff. But yeah, I mean, there's not much you can do about it. Like I tell everyone Disney's going to Disney and there's nothing yep. you can do about it. Do we think we'll ever see these characters again? Or do we think that Disney will take a crack at them like later on? I guess their plate is very full with all this Fox stuff. But personally, no. You don't think so? This was I, it? I don't think so. Mm. Unless, except for like comics and other things. Oh, yeah, of course. But, but um, no. As far as TV and movies go, I, I doubt it. Wow. Wow. But that's just what we me. had, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's like it was fun while it lasted, and mm-hmm. I move on and look forward to the next thing. You know, yeah. yeah. But that's just how I look at it. Me too. Me too. All right. Cool. Move to parks. So now that now that we're done <laughs> uh, laying Daredevil to rest, uh, we're gonna. I think we'll go ahead and transition to park news. Uh, we'll be right back. And welcome back to the park news segment of our show. 
Um, just a couple days ago, I think it was, uh, some news released that is actually not pertaining to Disneyland in California. I feel like Finally. On, on our <laughs> show, we've, this is an all things Disney show. And I feel like we've been so Disneyland centric and that yes. is not what we've been trying to do, but there's been so much news about Disneyland, uh, that we've it's kind of overshadowed everything mm -hmm. else but now there's some news about disney tokyo and specifically about a toy story hotel coming to tokyo disney resort um so yeah there's a there's a, a new <laughs> toy story hotel coming to the tokyo disney resort and it looks kind of cool did you see the uh they just put up i don't know if you could call it a poster for a hotel but they just like put up some art that looks super cute um yeah i mean i we'll saw the little uh the little graphic i guess you could call it yeah that's some probably of the, the correct word some of the characters mm -hmm. like with their little sign that it was coming yeah so that's what i saw um, i um it's worth it's worth talking about if we think it'll be anything along the lines of this star wars hotel like do we think that's definitely true yeah um, because I don't know if it'll be a, up to the same caliber. Yeah, I'm sure it won't. But also, like, I couldn't tell you another hotel that's like solely themed around an IP other than what the Star Wars hotel is going to be. And then now this Toy Story thing. That's true. So I don't but know if it's just going to be big, oversized Andy's room hotel or if they're really going <laughs> to do something special with it. Who knows? I would like to see that. Be kind of cool. I would be interested um i would yeah, have I mean, no idea where to start if i was on that creative team like how to tell a story like that that's crazy like andy and his sister have uh -huh. have a new play set themed after a hotel oh my goodness yeah Boom. hire me disney <laughs> yeah hire me imagineering you know where to find us <laughs> yeah um I, I mean, that's something, I guess. Like, I, I feel like they could figure out something. But, yeah, I, I'm interested. I, I don't know too much about Tokyo Disney and some Beyond of the more... Beyond it looks incredible. Yeah, exactly. I, I'd love to go <laughs> if <laughs> I had too. more money in my pocket. Yeah. But um, that's something... I know that something you wanted to bring up was that you at the announcement of this you were wondering if there is perhaps at this point starting to uh be too there's starting to perhaps be too much toy story in the parks in specific disney parks maybe it just it kind of dawned on me when i saw this that like i feel like almost every park around the country has some like big Toy Story thing going on. I mean, at home, of course, we have we have Toy Story Mania. There's Toy Story Mania in Disney World, along with their whole Toy Story Land in Paris. Right. They have a Toy Story Land. Now we're getting a um, a big fancy hotel. And while I absolutely love Toy Story and think it's totally cool and a worthy property, it's just you know sometimes you gotta like you sit back and think like. Where's Lion King? And maybe we'll see Lion King after this live action movie. Where's Aladdin? And not that we, not that I'm like, that I feel like we need 
these things either. But it's just kind of like, right. why, do, why do we feel that? To- I mean, I guess Toy Story is very marketable just because like literally it's toys and there's a lot of things you can do with <laughs> and, it. And they're sellable. Extremely sellable. But, you know, it's just kind of interesting. Like there's like the things that we that Disney chooses to. To pursue versus just right doesn't speak on. It's just it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I I would agree. And, you know, when you had brought that up to me, I I immediately thought, well, what about Frozen? You right. know, we are seeing so much Frozen ice. I saw a video of a parade in I think it was Disneyland. It might have been Disney World, but it was a Christmas parade. And damn near the first third of it was all frozen. Yep. And and we have frozen attractions in pretty much every theme park now. And now there's going to be like a whole frozen uh, world or frozen land and i think it's paris right and paris is uh, getting an arendelle and i think tokyo tokyo, is it tokyo i'm pretty sure shanghai? Getting, i, I no, think it's, it's tokyo. tokyo i'm pretty sure it's tokyo but in shanghai elsa and anna and probably olaf are in they have like a little storybook canal which right. they're totally in uh you know, we have Frozen Ever After now in Epcot. Exactly. Frozen Overload, baby. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then we have that little meet and greet shop in back in California. Yes, uh, we do. And I'm sure we will. Our Fantasyland expansion will be something along the lines of an Arendelle eventually. Maybe it's not in the next five, ten years, but that's coming. That's absolutely coming. Especially if Frozen 2 is mm-hmm. anywhere near as profitable as the first one was. Which it will be. Exactly. And so, I mean, that was my response to, or at least that was my that was initial response. Uh-huh. Yeah. To my, those were my initial thoughts to what you said. But then I had to think, well, here's the thing. My, I'm not the biggest fan of Frozen. I didn't really like it that much. Okay. Um, just cause like, I, I thought it was kind of disney cliche the story the Mm. storyline so i wasn't like the biggest fan of it um and so i i didn't really get the whole worldwide fascination over it Um, (laughs) yeah i mean i would it definitely had a moment in time exactly Um, and then the whole world kind of blew up over it but i'm a huge fan of toy story so i had to think well i'm okay with these toy story things and i'm kind of like a small the smallest bit annoyed by the frozen expansions but i have to think from someone who maybe doesn't like toy story that much but loves frozen and they're probably psyched about all the frozen Mm. stuff you know and maybe they're annoyed by all the toy story so i'm like you know what you like what you like and it's like maybe you're maybe you don't like star wars at all maybe you hate star wars Mm. and you see all these all this star wars stuff you see Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is coming to Disneyland and you see and it's coming to Disney World and you see that, um, you know, there's all these Star Wars meet and greets now everywhere at all at pretty much every park. Um, and maybe that, you know, kind of maybe you're like, oh, man, this ruins Disneyland for me. I bet you, you some know? people feel that way. I am absolutely sure of it. Yeah, so, but yeah. It, they bring what they bring and they bring what they can market and they bring what makes them money. And some people like those products and some people don't, you know, and just cause I don't like frozen that much 
a lot of people do. So yeah, I that think doesn't it's the mean highest that they're grossing just Disney animated feature ever. Literally. Exactly. So they're not going to get rid of frozen stuff at the parks just because a few <laughs> humbuggers like me don't like it, you know? Yeah, just like they won't stop building Toy Story things. Exactly. If, if that person feels that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was very smart of you because I, I just think like, I don't know. I, not that like it's it's popular in the moment and that's why we're like popping these things up because obviously not I, Toy Story and, and and Frozen I think are going to go down as like being those very classic movies but with that being said I don't know it just feels interesting like they're modern like it's like recent like this is what's happening now and it's being built in this place that like right next door to you know look at look at the Frozen ride in Epcot that used to right. be Maelstrom, which was, I'd, I, if it wasn't an opening day attraction, it was like one of the very first expansions to yes, a super, and super had historic this park. Cult following. Yeah. Um, and then it got ripped up for IP World. And that's that's a whole different conversation. But I like that IP World. Yeah. That's it's funny. just, you know, it's just, um, I guess I just find that really, like, the first thing my mind jumped to is like, we have a Toy Story hotel, yet I literally have not seen anything lion king ever and obviously i've been on yes. a lion king bends because of the trailer where is timon where Seriously? is Pumbaa? what's going I on wanna here <laughs> i want to sleep in a lion king hotel i want to sleep in a lilo and stitch hotel i want to you know? eat a bug <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah lilo and stitch like it's just interesting and you know obviously you're totally right at the end of the day it's a hundred and fifty thousand percent what they can market what we can make the most money on what is the most popular right at this second but yeah you know it's a uh, thing although it's, to be fair i think that the polynesian hotel in disney world does kind of pull in some lilo and stitch stuff and yeah. um yeah and the, what you is know, it? different but there is a moana meet and greet yeah, in exactly so they, they do pull in uh, when appropriate they pull in some stuff absolutely uh, so we won't discredit stuff like that no we um, won't but like you take an ip and make it a whole experience of a hotel you know it's basically an attraction in of itself yeah at least that's what they've said well, about we, there's toy story land like period exactly. there's a whole land in in uh, mgm but they basically made made it sound like you wouldn't even want to leave the gal the star wars hotel mm -hmm. you know yeah. like it's a spaceship there's there's <laughs> aliens walking around this <laughs> yeah, thing literally. you know like you have missions and stuff so i i wouldn't even want to leave the hotel seriously it's something like a minimum of I think it's like a minimum of two or three nights because there's like so much story. Yeah. It's that's freaking there's so crazy. much story. And well, I don't think it's a minimum. I think there's also a maximum of oh, nights really? that you can stay because the demand is going to be so big. Yeah. Wow. You see how that feels like there's so much heart involved, like they're, they're really trying to do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking on <laughs> how you mentioned, like, where's Lilo and Stitch? Just funny. I. I have no idea how old I was, but like one of the first ever things that I tried creating with my bare hands was like I drew out this whole thing that I thought could be like a Lilo and Stitch roller coaster. And I, I had it like in my head timed up to Hawaiian roller coaster ride the song. And That's I remember great. like it was a stand up roller coaster, but I like 
tried to come up with this like vehicle that could pivot so <laughs> there would be a like a fake wave and then your ride oh, vehicle would great, pivot dude. and it would be like you're surfing so sick <laughs> where is that disney what's going on what? here <laughs> come on disney come on hire us yeah i mean we're here we're just waiting <laughs> we're, ju- we're just <laughs> waiting free advertisement <laughs> we've got our resumes yeah we do <laughs> they're printed out um, but you know it's cool i if I'm ever in Tokyo, apparently I'm staying in a Toy Story hotel. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, apparently, man. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from hotels, <laughs> uh, we also got some Galaxy's Edge promo videos, I guess you could call them. They yeah. weren't commercials. Uh, but yeah, promo videos released on the internet from Disney concerning Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, and some official names. So now we know the names of the attractions in Galaxy's wow. Edge. So crazy. <laughs> um, oh, boy. And I thought the... I thought the... Specifically, so... So they're, so they're called Rise of the Resistance, which is the... Not the main one, but the one that I think has kind of gotten the most buzz because it seems to be a dark ride right. going to be i think the the main flagship ride is now confirmed called rise of the resistance and the because it's it's not a shaking room no it is not a shaking room thing. thank god and counter lucky <laughs> stars because we do not have a shaking room and it looks like it's i mean i think it's confirmed a trackless dark ride which um, is amazing beautiful so 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 exciting and so here's something I wanted to ask you because you said you watched this quick video. It's so cool right. because they it's like basically a short film. It's only like a minute and a half, but you know, yeah. there's no story going on. It's like a very voyeuristic camera. It's just kind of going through. Yeah. A, it's like first person almost. Yeah. A little bit. And we just kind of see a couple scenes. We see some stormtroopers running down. We see on a, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. It's not an Empire ship. What is it called in the new movies? First Order. The First Order. My goodness. I can't believe I forgot. So we're Ooh, on a First Order big ship. Big fan. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we see like some droids bumbling around on the ground. There was a real actor that's like pressing some buttons, picks up the phone. Yes. Walks around the corner. We see some stormtroopers marching by. So... What the heck are these animatronics gonna walk? That was the first thing I thought of. Like, here's the thing: I was wondering, like, are there cast members in the ride? Dude. I was really confused, and it's awesome. I think there's. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I know. I, I mean, there's so many questions. I was like, I guess there's two options here. One, there's animatronics that walk. <laughs> yeah, which maybe let's let's just unpack that yeah, some, some other day i yeah. don't feel like having my mind blown right now uh and also that's kind of scary like skynet's going live or something um yeah. but or there's cast members that are active in the ride i guess which which has been done before that was done in the great movie ride and ellen but also very worth noting those rides both just closed, so I don't know how, Very true. how committed Disney is to this style of storytelling. Yeah. It's, it's really, really like surprising to me. And I remember a while ago they shared some. It was from some some other like convention or a talk. It was like someone kind of giving their version of a TED talk, just talking about the ride, and it was like showing the vehicles 
where we would be on the ground floor and there are like a ton of stormtroopers wandering around and and blasting and then they were they were specifically speaking on the fact that as guests we are going to see like the lasers travel from across the room and like make an impact and things like that but there's just so much going on because i remember think because it was like a two level like it must be like a big grand reveal in the ride maybe it's when they find out that you're here i assume that it's going to be one of the hangers yeah it's a big hanger because there was so much kind of the big rooms the at least that's what it seems like you know in the movies Uh you know there's always those big hangers that have multiple levels that's probably where one of the atats is sitting which we know is going to be in the ride yeah um but here like there's so much movement in there so i'm just wondering like are these freaking things gonna be walking? Like, I don't know. I I also heard. I don't. I don't know if it's confirmed. Maybe it was a rumor, but that there's a, gonna be a very big and imposing like Kylo Ren scene, which, Ooh. by the way, so cool. But second of all, <laughs> is that gonna like walk towards us and like grab us in the force and kind of move us around? Like, Ooh, maybe, so bro. exciting. So many, so many cool things to do. I just want to, I want to, if he's in it, I want to see him freeze a blaster bolt or something. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, that would be beautiful. And then, but now speaking on that, like it ties in with the movies. If we, if we're redeeming Kylo, then what is, what's going to happen with the ride? <laughs> oh God. Okay. This is something we need to talk about two weeks from now <laughs> yeah, in our yeah, Star yeah. Wars episode. Okay, we can't so we could just talk about redeeming the re- Kylo right yeah, now. Absolutely. So we should just blow through the rest of this Galaxy's Edge stuff and really talk about it in the Star Wars centric episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can talk about the Galaxy's Edge stuff. I feel like Star Wars episodes going to be mainly movies and right, television. Right, right. Okay, so that's real. Feel free to let loose. On yeah. Galaxy's well, that Edge. one, the Rise of the Resistance, is the one I had the most like excitement over. It really caught my attention. Um, so the other two, very briefly, was we got a teaser for the Millennium Falcon ride. Finally. Uh, yes. As I said, it's going to be called Smuggler's Run. The The promo Which was is not... Cool. Yeah, really cool name. I think it actually captures it perfectly. Definitely. Um, but the teaser was not nearly as intricate as as the other one. It was just a lot of like close-up and insert shots of people flipping, flipping switches, clicking buttons, moving a little steering wheel around, things like that. And... Um, and then big name reveal and maybe they blast it off into light speed or hyperspace or whatever so i that gotta is cool. be honest man Go. I, I gotta be honest if if you spencer and i crash the millennium falcon <laughs> well, no. i'm gonna flip my shit <laughs> yeah no we need to <laughs> i i was kind of wondering because they say there's really like you have full control so what if like the ride only lasts 30 seconds <laughs> And you waited so long. I, I don't know. Oh, like, no. that would I don't be, think I don't think that can happen. I, yeah, probably not. But it's it, I, I heard that this is the most expensive Disney ride ever. I wouldn't doubt it. I guess there's so much technology going into it. Um, But if I'm being honest, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Like with this ride specifically, I feel like I'm most looking forward towards the queue. It's because I really want to be able to walk through the Millennium Falcon. Yes, uh, absolutely. And you know my opinions on shaking rooms, yep. Yep, uh, yep, yep. shaking boxes and whatnot. Um, what um, I have heard some people like go over, I don't know if we were like looking at some blueprints or some some copyrights or whatever that Disney does, but it seems like the, the queue is going to be like in a 
in the big mountains, if you can imagine it. And then they bring right. up like big batches of like 20, 30, 40, 50 people. And then they go into the Falcon. And that's probably where like the pre-show starts. So it seems like that's, you know, that's not like, it's not going to be like a big cramped room where we're just like standing in the hallways. It seems like there's right. a little bit of exploring and storytelling going on, which is, which is why I think that's super exciting. Yeah. I, I think that that's something they really have to get right is that, you know, we want to explore the the Falcon. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be cramped in the Falcon. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and if, if that results in a big, big line in a separate building, I guess it will be. And that's a problem yeah. for Imagineering to see how we how we make that interesting as well, because I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they'll figure it out. I, I have faith. I have faith in them. <laughs> I do too. But I, I I have to say Rise of the Resistance is just so much more attractive to me. Yeah, I mean, it is to me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, what was the other video? Yeah, the last so one? the last one we saw was, I think, a good bit longer. This one might have been like two and a half to three minutes long. It was revealing that John Williams will be officially doing the score of Galaxy's Edge. Which is in and of itself just so exciting that we, we there's a score to a lands now. That's crazy, and not just a score to a ride. Yeah, like the whole you know? land is gonna have its own feel and music, which is very very exciting. It sounded very cool because it it obviously is rooted in Star Wars, but it it has its own feel, and I yeah. think this is gonna sound crazy, but. I, I well it's not gonna sound crazy. I love the Rogue One score. I love it. It's okay. probably the only the only like thing I can point to in the in the world of movies and say like this is an incredible score for like X, Y, and Z. Like I can like I can see like the the strategies that That's really my- interesting because it was done last minute. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. That's a real thing. But what's so cool about it is you know, it had it had huge shoes to fill, which is this is going to be the first of like these Star Wars spin-off stories. How is that right. going to sound? Because obviously it's very much rooted in Star Wars, like Darth Vader. John in the Williams movie. was not doing John it. John Williams is not doing it. So Giacchino, who did the yeah. however you say this man's name, um, he I think what was so cool about it is that it totally sounds like Star Wars, but it's just subtly different. And when we're making like big hints at at moments like when all the x-wings come in and kind of like save our heroes butts we hear the light motif of the you know of the resistance but it's like right. very subtle you know yeah and i think that this is what this galaxy's edge thing is going to be although it is john williams it seems like of course it's very much rooted and it has like that magical quality but it also feels like different and adventurous and like the first thing i thought of as as i was hearing the music is like walking through the shop which we've seen so much about and like all these otherworldly things that people Mm. are going to be trying to haggle to us yeah which is pretty cool you know it just seems like adventurous beyond the you know just oh here's here's darth vader walking towards you and, and that classic song Right. Um, And along with seeing John Williams like conduct, I don't know if he was conducting, but it's his music and seeing the bands perform the song live. It was intercutting it with like some big sweeping shots and drone shots of of the of the construction. And it just looks so cool. I can't get over it. Like 
because they you know they tried to set it up very cinematic like right and and you could kind of see the the differences between the progression of how ours is going versus Orlando because it is noticeable that there's like way more finishing touches going into Anaheim like where right. you can see like some paint jobs and like real detail going in where in where in Orlando you can like still see a ton of scaffolding and things like mm. that but yeah i think it's i th- i think it's going to blow harry potter out the water like Dude. i'm sorry I can't wait to go. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I can't wait to get back and then listen to the soundtrack yep. for the land. I know. That's crazy to me. It's so excited. Um, you'll be like, oh man, not like, you know, when we, when all, all my friends and I hang out and watch Star Wars movies and listen to the soundtracks and whatnot, you know, as nerds do, <laughs> uh, not only will we listen to the movie soundtracks, We'll get to listen to the park soundtrack. Crazy. You know? And I don't know if we have touched on this on this show. I'm feeling vague about it. But from what I understand, Galaxy's Edge is going to have seasons. Like every year and a half, two years, whatever it is, there's going to be like a big story change and something is going to happen. And we can... I had heard about that too. Okay. So, you know... In and of itself, that is so cool, and it makes a ton of sense for Disney because we can re-advertise everything and say it's a whole brand new experience and get the same people right. to travel back to continue their story. But with that being said, is there going to be new music? Like, are we going to get now oh, a new score every time? So exciting. There's so many cool things. There's so many possibilities, too. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm immensely excited. And the and you were talking about the construction, the... Some news came out the yeah. other day that the outer construction of the Millennium Falcon in Anaheim is done now. Crazy. And if you see pictures of it, you know, there's some stuff the obviously some of the mountains and whatnot are still being constructed, but the Millennium Falcon looks done. Yep. And it's, if it's I'm a, be, well, if it's I'm crazy. Be, yeah. It, it's so cool. It's just crazy to think that that's there. It, it really makes it click that like this is actually happening because, you know, we've been seeing this construction for like two years now. Right. And now there's just a Millennium Falcon sitting in the back of Disneyland, like a full thing. Crazy. It's crazy. Dude, I, I can't explain how excited I am. It makes me wonder what's going on in the sound stages. Like how far are the are the attractions like inside of these giant mountains that. Right. The I, show buildings. Yeah. Is there. Is the ride done? Like this thing opens in like six months. Well, a little more, but still. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So it, it makes you wonder, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. As always. <laughs> as always. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure they're going to have big announcements um, and we'll be there too mm-hmm. to listen. <laughs> yes. As always. Um I think that'll do it for us today on Park News, uh, but we'll be right back with Movie News. And welcome back to the Movie News segment of our show. It's where we talk about everything Disney movies, uh, today we've got some news over the last couple weeks. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, but the Lion King trailer did drop on Thanksgiving. Whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's the it's the big 
live action question mark lion king uh, remake directed by john favreau Beautiful. who i love mm-hmm. um i saw him in real life actually uh, i did too ironically did you really did you That's say funny. hi though i i i, no, I got I too embarrassed he was, he was on a stage because he was like he was like 10 feet away from me but he was doing improv oh, in wow. chicago oh, in chicago cool. i um yeah. i saw him at disneyland <laughs> oh, I saw really him. Funny. He was walking out of the tiki room, and I thought, "Is that John Favreau?" And I walked like <laughs> away, and I came back, and I'm like, "It totally is." And then I went on his little Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever, and he was like posting about how he's here with his daughter, and I'm like, "Crap, that's the freaking director of Iron Man." How did I not go say hi? Yeah, but, man. Yeah, that's Dude, funny. He's such a cool guy, man. Yeah. Uh, I really like him. And I'm absolutely ecstatic about this new movie. I am so, so, so excited to see what he's going to do with it. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, if it's just a retread of the original Lion King, no one's complaining. Yeah, I mean, that would be like, I kind of want them to do something a little different. You know, that was kind of, I like what I'm anticipating. I hope they do. Exactly. I would be like a little disappointed if it was just the same exact thing, but... Mm. It looked nice, you know. Okay. Uh, you see, um, I wouldn't. I I would. Okay. I don't think I would be upset. I think. I don't know. Like lightning struck in the bottle, and and we're gonna do it again. Except now it's childish Gambino, Beyonce. <laughs> so that's kind of how I am with it. But yeah, from like an actual like being interested in storytelling and like art and things like that. Uh, right. He blew Jungle Book out of the water. He did absolutely. So, I, you know, I think there's a lot, he took a lot of liberties with Jungle Book and I just don't know if like you can do the same thing with such a beloved story with Lion King. Yeah. So we'll see, but I hope, I hope he does because I have a hundred percent faith. I'm not worried at all. I will say that I liked that a lot of the shots that were used in the trailer were obviously reminiscent of the original. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I do hope that he takes some liberties. I'm fine with that, you know, and if people don't like it, you have the original, yep. you know, and it's like, I'm, I'm fine seeing a, a new slightly different one. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. And if it's the exact same thing, just retreaded in CG, then it's like, well, what was the we point? Ju- we just did this specifically to make money. Yeah. You know, I and guess that's so. like, uh, the only you know. the and I'm with you. I'm with you 100 percent with the uh, I feel the same way. The only thing that I could semi defend if this is the direction they're going, which right. I'm sure Favreau is going to do something interesting with it. But the but what I could say is. It could be reintroducing the movie to a new generation. And definitely I, kn- I know that before home video was a thing before you could rewatch movies just when you wanted uh specifically disney would re-release their movies like every 10 years dumbo would re-come out pinocchio would re-come out add it to your disney vault yep and then (laughs) then that turned into forever yep so i guess that's something that you could defend but 
you know, with that being said, I think it's an incredibly important story and I'm sure they will do something really, really cool with it. Uh, You know, like if I'm, if I play the game of, Hey Jake, you're making the new Lion King movie. What are you going to do with it? I I think there's absolutely a lot of like political things that you could probably tie up and around into, you know, it's it's like it's fear mongering. Is it not with, with Scar and the hyenas? So, you know, I am sure they're going to do something with that. Um, Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just a plate waiting to be served. Yeah, of course. You know? That that movie is confirmed going to be upwards of a billion, even if it's terrible. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And yeah, I have to say, when the trailer came on, I, I happened to see it live just because I was watching the football game. And like the first two, three shots, I'm like, wait a minute, what? And then when we heard Mufasa's voice or something, of course, you know, it clicks. And then by the end, my little sister goes, Jake, are you crying? <laughs> and I said, Oh my oh. God, I guess so. <laughs> it was insane. And then I logged on literally like that second onto YouTube and it said it was, it was posted like 10 minutes ago. I already had millions of views. So that's so funny. Crazy. I, uh, that's that was the same experience for me with the first Dumbo trailer. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was like, in tears by the end of it. It's beautiful. It was crazy. It's so exciting. Yeah. All of these um, things. But another movie news from a little bit of a different studio, but we got a lot of Toy Story 4 stuff since the last time we talked. <laughs> we did. A ton two, of it. Two teasers. Two teasers, a ton of posters. Uh, what'd you think? Um, I, I know that a lot of people thought that the first one that was released, the one with them all Spinning. jumping around and uh-huh. what was it, Forky or whatever his name is. Whatever that thing I, is. I know that a lot of people thought that that one was weird. I actually thought it was really funny. I don't know. Okay, good. Interesting. I, I, I liked it. Um, I know that... Well, I, I liked the... I liked that one more than I liked the Key and Peel one. Yeah. The Key and Peel one is what I have like a a tad bit of criticism with just because I don't know. I toy story is like very, very special to me as I'm sure it is for you because we grew up with it. Toy story three. I watched the night before I went off to college. Like, you know, I feel very connected to these movies. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. But, uh, and key and peel, I think are like, of course they're hilarious. Uh, I know it was only right. one of them, but Get Out is an incredible movie. Whatever, whatever you want to say. But it's just like, I'm not going to watch that movie and and not know. It's just Key and Peele doing a bit. So, yeah. and I, like Toy Story is so special. I don't want it to be diluted with, and, and who knows if it's going to be even a dilute. And, you know, maybe this is just a cutaway that won't even end up being in the movie. And it was specifically just an advertisement. But I don't know. I think a, f- a friend told me that Keanu Reeves is also in the I movie. I saw that as well. I saw that as well. And my f- my favorite, favorite, favorite thing of like the random Toy Story 4 drop that we've gotten is there's one poster of Woody. I think it just says so long or partner or something. And he's just kind of tipping his hat and he has like a very big oh, shadow. Yeah. That seems like that's the tone I want from these movies. Like, I just feel like they're so emotional. There's right. real things like at least very personally for me that are attached to these movies. And that's what I would yeah. like to see. I would not like to see Keen Peel as toys. I, I saw a meme okay. that was, <laughs> that was that, 
that was that poster oh, no. of him tipping his hat and it was just a comment that was like man Woody's gonna fucking die ain't he <laughs> and I was like, I was I like mean, oh no uh, yeah so, like, I mean who knows I mean the other conversation is do I want to see a Toy Story without Andy I think it was such a perfect ending like genuinely right. it could like literally be put down as like the best trilogy of all of film I know that sounds pretty stupid but I it, it genuinely like on a filmmaking level these movies are damn near perfect mm-hmm. and what are we gonna do like first of all I don't know if you know but this it's been delayed like it was supposed to come out like two years ago or something like that right yeah um I guess there's been a ton of pre-production hell in terms of just nailing down the story. At first I heard it wasn't even going to be called Toy Story 4. It was going to be like Toy Story Adventures and it was going to be all about Bo Peep and Woody. Isn't that what it's still about? I I thought I was under the impression now it's going to be with Bonnie. But I don't know for a fact. But, I I was under the impression that it's still about Bo Peep. Okay. But well, the re- I think the reasoning I'm thinking it's it's the other way is because th- I I read a whole article about like the name, like they were very concerned with the name, and the fact that it's confirmed now Toy Story Four leads me to believe it's just the next step of and the next step of, right. unless you know, unless the next step is a very Bo Peep and Woody centric story, which maybe it is. But I I was kind uh, of thinking about that too. And I understand that um, is that, you know, they don't want to do the like the Lion King two and a half or one and a half yeah, thing. That would you not know? go and over it's well. Like, exactly. And that's kind of what they would have to do if they were going to title it like for the Bo Peep thing, because I know <laughs> like if a they side were doing the story. Bo Peep thing. Yeah. And if if they're doing the po- Bo Peep thing, which is a story they really wanted to tell, it would take place earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, it would take place in between, what is it, one and two? Probably. Um, Weird. And so I, I know that it, w- it would be like Toy Story one and a half or, you know, uh, or like Toy Story subtitle. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah, Toy Story would, 4 sounds That would be weird better. to people. Mm-hmm. So I understand Toy Story 4, but Toy Story 4 does make it sound as though it's taking place after three, yeah. chronologically speaking. Um, so yeah. we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. We don't we don't have a full trailer yet. I'm sure it'll become clear then. Yeah, of course it will. Uh, Unless they pull Star Wars on us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I guess we'll never know. But with uh, what I find kind of cool, like peeling the curtain back and thinking about like what Disney Pixar is doing, I remember reading like a week before, like a solid week before these things came out, like... Oh, the actors were like crying in the booth because it was such an emotional scene. Yeah. And this movie is going to be so, you know, like real and good and blah, blah, blah. So then they like kind of teased. They're like, hey, guys, you remember that we're doing Toy Story? You remember that? And then and then we get the poster. And then the next day we get a trailer. And then literally the day after, wasn't it two days in a row? We get two trailers. So they bombarded us. It was Uh, two days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, So I just kind of like like an interesting strategy if you want to think about like advertising and you know i guess what i'm what i was like just worried about a little is like it's just going to be like cartoony and they and it wasn't going to be taken seriously but of course it is like my goodness especially if these guys were crying who knows if it's real or not but that's it yeah um with the with the teaser that you liked a little bit more with the spinning one i thought i liked it too 
I like the two. Definitely more than the Key and Peele. Um, I thought the animation style looked really interesting. Like, it kind of looked different. Did you feel that? I, I, I noticed that, but I feel like it's just because it was slow-mo and because, uh-huh. you know, their animation has gotten a lot better since they since the last one yeah like it just looked like cuter to me yes like it kind of looked like, like bubbly it, it looks softer yes it looks softer and maybe that's I feel like because, that's a way to describe yeah, it yeah it yeah absolutely it looked softer softer um maybe you know i think i only watched it on my phone so maybe it's because i didn't have like a full proper experience to view it but i mean i saw it on the big screen oh really and i saw when i saw rick when i saw uh ralph breaks the internet i okay. saw both of them i saw they showed both trailers uh and now did you see this at like a screening through your school or was it a proper theater no it was a proper theater oh wow i did um, not know these were in theaters okay neither did i it surprised <laughs> me um but it i definitely saw it there it was softer i think it was also the lighting yeah maybe probably but when the heck are we getting an Avengers 4 trailer? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. I've been hearing a lot of stuff from friends and whatnot that are big fans of Avengers. I'm I'm personally kind of on the outs by this Ooh. point. Um, oh, my. Here's the, I really liked I really liked Infinity War. OK, but I will say that. I just kind of want it to end at this point. Oh. It's gone on for for a really long time. So you have a little superhero fatigue. I do, man. Wow. I just like you and Spence. I, my goodness, I'm the only Marvel stand here. <laughs> no, I I love Marvel, but okay. like I really I really wish that they would go back to the days of you know the Sam Raimi mm. trilogy where we're and the first Iron Man. You know where we were just we we just were just stories. getting stories Mm -hmm. and you know individual stories that weren't connected to a big picture okay you know and i really enjoyed those ones when it became this gigantic thing where we have to save the universe i was like okay uh okay i was like i guess i'm going along with this i never really read the comics or anything Mm -hmm. so i i just kind of went along with it but by now i'm just kind of like fatigued off of it um interesting I, I had I liked, no idea. I liked the twists and turns in Infinity War, and I really liked uh, I really liked what they did with Thanos. Okay. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I, I liked it a lot. Um, but now we're getting to this point where it's time to see the trailer for the next one, which is supposedly the last one. At uh, least in this current iteration. In this current saga yeah, i guess you could like say it should um, feel distinctly new question mark yes, like once this after, is over after this point yeah uh-huh. um and i know that a lot of people were telling me oh it's got to drop this week thanksgiving week next week whatever any day now and i, I remember know that hearing I think it was, but that yeah. disney got a big spot during one of these football games and when i yeah, heard that i, I heard assumed that oh it's probably marvel avengers yeah, yeah. Um, I know that I think I read just now, I think it was a screen rant said Kevin Feige announced that it was happening before the end of the year, which makes yeah. sense because Avengers comes out. What is it? May 3rd? Yeah, this movie's um, about to be out. It, it's just over five months away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, at the same time, it's like 
we should be seeing a trailer right about now or just a ha- poster jesus anything yeah you know? has not has not happened yet um and you know if you go off of star wars star wars announces their title yeah like a year early uh-huh. or announces their title like over a year early usually mm-hmm. um and then releases a post or no announces their title like a year early then releases a poster like i think a month or so later mm. um but they're like way early with it and then you get that trailer first trailer in the summer yeah um so like avengers kind of slacking uh and i know that screen rant was saying a lot of things was saying basically that now that they're kind of behind the game, a lot of people are paying more attention to it. You know, you have people that maybe weren't paying attention to Avengers. Now they're like, where's this trailer? And now a bunch mm. of people who weren't paying attention are now paying attention. Now this now this uh, movie has more publicity than it did, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, I don't think it's necessarily them being lazy. Like they're sitting in the editing room trying to figure out how the hell they're going to end this movie. I think it's more so um, strategic, I probably. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, we have Captain Marvel, which is even sooner. So we want people focusing on that. February, if I'm being honest. right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure February. Um, so <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I'm sure it's going to come very soon. I'm sure it's going to break the Internet. And we will all have to remember, don't take it too seriously because half the things in the Infinity War trailer did not end up being in the movie or it was purposefully oh, yeah, huh? uh, different. Right. Which is kind of cool. I I think that this is strategic. I think that they are purposefully delaying so that people get more and more interested in the film mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. waiting for it. You um, know? Yeah, absolutely. And we've gotten like... They say leaks, but it's probably Disney putting them out just to like, you know, generate excitement, which is like their new costumes, maybe. And we think it's like for them to jump around in the quantum realm, things like that. I don't think are complete accidents. I think it's something along the lines of, hey, guys, remember Toy Story 4? Yeah, they were crying while they were recording the audio. I think it's kind of like that, like how I feel that like Disney and Pixar kind of put that story out. I'm sure right. the little concept arts that's been called leaks. I'm sure that was intentional. Um, yeah. And just to give you a tad of a pushback in terms of how we were talking about, you know, we need to save the universe with every movie. Uh, yeah. Yes. But also, <laughs> you know, we, I, I agree with you, although I'm not there with the superhero fatigue yet. Um, you know, as as someone at Marvel would say, well, Lynn, you know, you get one big, big epic event movie every two, three years. Right now is special just because we're in the middle of Infinity War, which we've been building towards this whole time. But all the solo movies are that more personal story where, you know, it is a, it is a little bit of end the world, but it's, you know, it's much more... You know, it's personal. So we're trying to get... I, I just recently rewatched Homecoming after Stan Lee's right. passing. And that feel You know, I, I genuinely think that is a good movie just because it captures a character. And you totally know what's going on in his head. The world around him is hilarious. It's, it's a perfect little superhero movie that I don't think is trying to be more than what it needs to be. But with that being said, it is very... It has its feet, you know, firmly grounded in Marvel because Tony Stark is co-starring, you know? 
So yes, I think it's I think it's awesome. But you know, you are not in the minority in in terms of people saying you know it's been a lot. So yeah, I feel like two three Marvel movies a year. It's yeah, it's a lot. It's aggressive. It really is aggressive. I mean, they're striking while the iron's hot. They're making their money while yeah. they can because it. I don't think it'll last forever. No, but it won't. You know. I, there's no we'll, end point we'll see. in the near future is definitely how I feel yeah. about it. I feel like our answer a lot of times is we'll see, but yeah. that kind of is how things are with Disney. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> course. Okay, tell me about Nutcracker because you watched it now. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> for the amount of for the amount man. of memeing, you're the only human who has seen it out of us. I know. Um, so, yeah, I saw I saw uh, over Thanksgiving break, I saw the Nutcracker and the Four Realms, and I gotta say, this movie is whack as fuck. Oh my god! <laughs> I, okay. I don't really know how else to describe it. Like it starts, it actually starts out good. Okay, that's cool. I'll be I'll be completely honest. It starts out good. Um, I was interested. I was in it. There's like some awkward CG sometimes, mm. um, which is whatever. I even kind of uh, saw that in the trailers. Yeah, I don't know. Like awkward CG doesn't really bother me okay. a whole lot. I know that a lot of times that like breaks a film for people, mm. but I don't know. It's like people are trying to do the best with the budget they can, sure. and I try to respect that. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, but at the same time, it's Disney. Yeah, <laughs> so very true. I don't know. Sometimes awkward CG, and then like, but the minute she gets into the realms, I guess you could say. Okay. Uh, she has this really cool journey um the visuals are really cool they're they're really like tim burton alice in wonderland-esque yeah Yeah. and i i actually really like tim burton's alice in wonderland i know that a lot of people don't i really like it um so i was a big fan of stuff visually in this movie Mm -hmm. um but man yeah as it goes on this movie gets whack as fuck real quick (laughs) it it like like her she has to you know go on this quest and whatnot and i don't know it's just kind of it's gets predictable okay as the plot goes on you can kind of predict what's going to happen i won't spoil anything um can you just tell me like one thing that stood out as being like what the hell am i watching like you just pulled yourself out kira kira knightley's (laughs) performance is just so weird it's really weird and i feel bad about that man oh, no. I, because i i love kira knightley okay i really do i love her in everything she's in you know uh-huh. but man she was just that's weird funny. in this movie yeah and i feel and i don't feel like that's she was annoying in this movie i'll say that okay. she whenever she was on screen i wanted her to not be on screen <laughs> was that kind of her character or was it just weird i don't know i feel like it's like, sort was that of the was, intention but it sort of wasn't i feel like they wanted you to trust her oh you know and like okay yeah I f- because she's like she's a fairy uh-huh. and she's like she's like the sugar plum fairy and she's like a trusting character so it's like oh she's like a nice trusting character um so you're like oh yeah um and so she's like the nice you know and she's like sugar plums so she's supposed to be sweet so she had Jeez. this really like high pitched voice. Yeah. So she was like pretending to have a high pitched voice the whole time. And <sighs> I don't and she had these like really bad CG wings oh, no. that so she would like fly around sometimes. And I don't know 
I don't know. At a certain point, I think it's not really her fault. And I think it's I'm going to blame it on the directors. Mm -hmm. I think there were two directors for this movie. Um, And it's like you got to know that like her voice, the way she acted is just going to annoy the shit out of people, (laughs) you know? And it's like when she's on screen, like you got to have the wherewithal to be like, yeah, that's annoying. We should have her act you know, differently. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. Uh, what you're saying reminds me a lot of, I, I don't remember if you saw it, but A Wrinkle in Time. Did you see that? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. So it's just, you know, there are like f- three or four uh, people who are like very magical and mythical and they like bring the kids on right. this adventure. One of them's Oprah, isn't it? Yeah, Oprah, the girl from The Office, and then... Mindy Kaling? Mindy Kaling is one. And then there's... One more. And to an extent, Zach Galifianakis had this role as well. Um, oh, gosh. And it was just like, I got it. Like, I know what we're trying to do. You just chose the most obnoxious way to do it, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, it, yeah. it was similar in this movie. There was a lot of, like, flying around, and it just, like, looked weird for no reason. And, yeah. And, like, the because you, you're probably right. It's probably all the directing decisions in terms of just make your voice yeah. sound normal i don't know but yeah well all that being like, said what? like is it worth seeing nutcracker i mean the kids will probably like it i think the kids will like it i just okay. uh i don't know i i think it's worth a watch i i thought it was fine okay that's like I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. Like, the, like I said, I, I liked about the first quarter, first okay. half of it. And then after that, I was like, this is okay. Uh, I um, see. So I probably am I'm going to miss it in theaters. And I'm not too beat up about it. But like next next holiday season, am I watching it on Disney Plus? Or is it not even worth oh, clicking? If it's on if it's on Disney Plus during the next holiday season, I'd give it a watch. Okay. Why right. not? That's good I, to know. I would... If it's on Disney Plus next holiday season, I would I will not be watching it though. Mm-hmm. It's not one that I would rewatch. Okay. Okay. But it's yeah. I mean, I'm just interested in, interested enough to see it that one time, but I guess not enough to drag me to the theaters. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Ralph. Yeah. He broke it, dude. He broke the internet. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> he broke it, man. I can't I can't believe he he did this. Yeah. So uh, I saw it last night. My school did a screening and had a like a quick Q and I afterwards with like head head of story or something, which was pretty interesting. Okay, but I didn't like it. I I, I was really? not okay. A huge it's funny fan. that it's funny that you say that because I just thought it was pretty good. I was like, this is okay. oh my goodness. Okay, because so I watched it with Spencer. He came with me, and we both at one point. We we will try our best to keep spoilers out. But at one point, he turned to yeah. me and goes, wait a minute, what's happening? And I said, I think they need to buy a wheel. <laughs> and it's like, that was what I... Uh, yes, that was the plot point. Yeah. That's the main issue. This isn't really a spoiler. Um, it happens right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So Vanellope, her arcade game breaks the steering wheel on her racing game breaks can was it candy rush or whatever yeah 
Sugar uh, Rush. Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush, yeah. Uh, I was thinking Candy Crush. Yeah, me too. Sugar Rush. So her steering wheel breaks on the arcade game, so her and Ralph need to use eBay <laughs> to buy a new one, and that's how they get into the internet, and they have to go yeah. get a new game, or else Vanellope's arcade game will be shut down, and mm-hmm. that's how the whole internet escapade begins. Yes. Um, I did not care for that. I don't know, like... There's a lot of internet shit in this movie. And like, I, I knew that going in because, you know, I told you I went to the whole event yeah, that my school yeah. hosted with one of the animators and I saw a lot of the clips. Okay. You know, they showed us a lot of the movie uh-huh. and I was kind of worried. I was like, oh man, there's a lot of, so when I, when I got in and they like pull out their phones and they, they're like, Oh, there's a steering wheel on eBay, you know? And (laughs) I was like, and they just openly talk about, there's a lot of openly talking about and openly showing different websites and apps and stuff in this movie and apps that actually exist in the real world. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I had to get used to real quick. Yes. Um, If you wanted to enjoy the movie exactly if i wanted to if you want to enjoy the movie that's something you got to get used to real quick so i had to like settle in and just get myself used to that and luckily i think i was able to for the most part okay yeah Um, i that it didn't bother me it it bothered me right when we went to the internet very specifically because the first thing you see is like a giant snapchat building Mm -hmm. and i just said ugh like i just like caught me off guard like ew that's the first thing we're gonna show the world um my thing with this movie is it's not it's not harmful in any way it's not it's not detrimental to the world it's a it's a film that works it's set out to tell of well i don't know about that there is a Fortnite joke (laughs) yeah there is i i caught two i think because i know they they had like oh there's the the let's play and then i think there was even one more but the, the my thing with it and I want to hear why you said you liked it because there, there, of course, there are redeeming qualities in the film. Yeah, but my thing. I, well, go on. Oh, what you oh go say? on. No, you go on. <laughs> okay, just real quick. My thing with it was, I my my thing with it is not the idea of making a movie about the internet because I know the Emoji Movie did it and that was horrendous. Although I didn't see it, but. My thing is not, oh, you you discredit the movie because it's like going for cheap jokes about memes or things like that. Where I started to like dis, if anything, if anything, it's kind of cool because I think that the right. internet, it there are like a ton of things that they really could have touched on very specifically for like a generation of kids, like middle schoolers that are growing up that like Instagram, like is a, is a like genuinely important thing. You know what I mean? Like, thank good. Okay. It was very much in our lives, but at least like we had a, a real childhood in air quotes before, before Snapchat, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I think there were like real things that they totally could have done with it. And by the way, the internet is not all bad. Like it's a, it connects the world, like very literally, but also like in these like communities. And it's so weird in certain places. And and I thought that they really could have capitalized on in like a Disney way, full of heart and like made it really poignant that like like a very specific example I could go to is like where Ralph, for whatever reason, wandered into the comment section, which I didn't even know existed. It just existed for this one scene. And I was like, oh, great. Maybe 
we can do something real about like cyberbullying or something. And it was nothing like, like he just looked at the screen and it said, Hey, Ralph's fat. And then the, uh, the girl, the, the cultivator <laughs> walked in and she's Oh, sorry. Spoilers, I guess. But she's like, Oh, never read the comments. And then Ralph's like, it's okay. You know, it doesn't hurt my feelings. And then that was it. And it's like, I don't know, Disney, someone who I really have a lot of respect for. Like, I thought you could do something really cool. I I feel like you could have. I feel like there was a lot of room for real substance. And we like very barely scratched the surface. And beyond that, the other thing is what the reason I said, like, it's not necessarily harmful, but um, essentially throughout all of act two their adventure like the the plot line is just they need to earn money to buy this wheel and the way they're right. earning money is by getting likes so ralph turns himself into a meme and it's just kind of like i don't know like is that what we really like we're literally just glorifying likes like he was literally vacuuming them and i'm like i yeah. don't know like is that really the best that we could do like i don't like i turned to spencer and i said like this isn't cute like, I don't like it. Like, I, I'm it just as a human, I'm very critical of like the whole social media Internet thing. Like, I just think Definitely, it's a lot. Yeah. And it's just kind of weird to like just glorify it like that. Yeah. Like, I thought we could make a real movie about it. If, if anyone was going to, it was going to be this one. And I just thought it was odd. So, yeah, I. I expected a lot of jokes about the internet because the first one had a lot of jokes about old arcade games. So I was like, oh, this is probably going to be what this is about. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the most part, they had some good jokes. And then sometimes it was like a Fortnite joke, you know, and I was like, oh, God, that's not going to age well. No. You know, I'm not going to rewatch this in five years and be like, oh, oh, yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. That was funny. The, I'm going to be like, oh, God, Disney made a Fortnite I know, joke? seriously. Ew. The one I thought of was they were like, you remember Chewbacca mom? Here's Chewbacca dad. I said, I barely remember Chewbacca mom. My God. Let alone <laughs> now we're going to make a joke about this three-year-old thing. And then when I randomly stumble upon this movie in five years, expect it to remember like yeah a couple things but you know with all that being said you said you liked the movie i mean the oh my disney sequence was so much fun obviously that and michael uh michael giacchino actually played one of the stormtroopers and that's oh no way yeah, i did not I know the that. credits oh that's so yeah. funny um i thought i thought it was like a cool what they did with sarah silverman's what was her name again in the movie? I always forget. Vanellope. Vanellope. I thought it was cool what they did in the other racing game. I'll keep the spoilers away, but I thought it was cool comparing her racing game to the racing game in the internet. I thought that was very yeah. interesting. I thought it was sometimes heartfelt, uh, her relationship with Ralph, but just that my overall feeling was just kind of cringe, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I really liked the overall messages in this film like kind of letting go when you like, when you know you need hey, to yeah it was like there's there's some good messages in this film like hey the internet's a good place and a bad place yeah. be careful type thing uh-huh. and that's like the internet message but there's also a message about that's good for like i guess that i didn't expect about like people going to college and whatnot and moving Mm. and what it's like letting go type thing that i guess applies really well um 
and and you don't really expect that and i mean i won't spoil like how that comes up or anything but like it, it's a good message and it only clicked. I, I wasn't expecting that the thing is it only clicks with me like literally in the last scene right so and and yeah that scene was cool i got like you know little goosies because of course there's going to be a great score behind it and it was a very heartfelt moment but it just didn't yeah. feel very like if that one particular scene kind of felt like in a vacuum it didn't like i <laughs> This is a spoiler, but I think I just have to say it because it was funny. They were like, they made up. We're thinking of the exact same scene. And I leaned over to Spencer and I said, now Ralph learned his lesson because he defeated a bigger Ralph. (laughs) 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 Which is pretty much what happened. I I found that climax so weird. It was so bizarre. Yeah. So odd. Um, Spoilers for the next 30 seconds. Skip skip 30 seconds ahead Uh if you're listening (laughs) uh, and you don't want spoilers. Okay, Ralph fighting gigan- gigantic Ralph made of smaller Ralphs. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I had no idea that was that's where this movie fuck. was going. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay, that's over now. Yeah. We can move on. Um, anyway. The only, yeah. the only other thing that is like, I feel like I would feel, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up was the portrayal of the princesses. Now, my thing with it yeah. was, I mean, obviously it was awesome. I think my favorite part was when the princesses came back because we saw the big scene in the tra- in the trailer and then they they kind of pop up again and I I had I thought that was really fun but my my only thing with it was like it was cool that they were being like very self-referential and they were like joking about the fact that uh that the princess movies aren't the most progressive things in the world and yeah. and it, you know that was kind of funny it was funny but just like yeah. they it dumbs down the characters so much and i just think like those are genuinely important characters for like literally millions of people around the world not just the old yeah. ones but even even you know moana which just came out and and you know jasmine was in it and bell who is my absolute favorite literally her only bit of dialogue is kidnapped her and slaves and it's like no there's so much more to your character i'm sorry and it just kind of makes me sad and i'm friends with a character actor at the parks at disneyland and she was telling me like yeah her friends who are the princesses uh like really didn't like it because they were like it's dumbing down like my thing like i used to think i had so much to work with and now it's like they just they straight up memed me <laughs> which yeah i re- i will say that i didn't really like that part just because i don't know like there's there's a lot to the characters you know and you you know and you dumb down like that you label them as like the worst thing that happened to them, mm-hmm. you know? And I, was, I don't like exactly, that. but exactly. Yeah. I, and that's not a spoiler at all because that was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that was my only thing with that, but, but, um, yeah, so there, there is that, but I mean the movie overall, I think it has some good stuff. There's a lot yes. of awkward, cringy stuff. Yes. Um, I don't think this movie really had to be made. No, I don't. It didn't. I will. I will say uh, something I learned when the animator was here that they actually brought back one of the animators that worked on like Ariel and a lot of the original princess movies to do that princess scene. Mm, that's nice to hear. Um, which is really cool. And it's great that they uh, got all the actors or actresses to come back. Exactly. That's cool. Um, but yeah, this this movie. I don't think this movie needed to be made. I I really like the ending to the first one. I re I watched the first one before I okay. went and saw this one. I meant to um, do it. I never had time. I I really liked the ending to the first one, and this one was like uh, okay. Like I guess we can make a sequel to this. 
personally, I'm one of those people <laughs> that prefers more new stuff that like Pixar and Disney make oh, yeah. ra- rather than just sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me. I know that some people do like the sequels. Uh, I'd rather get, you know, a new Pixar thing rather than uh, Cars 4, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, I think most people would agree with you on that one. But the sad thing is it's inevitable that if a movie does well enough and it lends itself so easy to a sequel, you know, like what's the what's the next um, jump for Ralph record ralph it's it's like you know fairly obvious okay now we now we focus on the other thing it's video it's the internet you know um yeah and it's a it's a walking breathing advertisement for our own company they literally reference disney as like where can i send her that's family friendly and fun and then it goes to oh my disney uh yeah you know like <laughs> kind of like oh yeah exactly <laughs> but there, I, I chuckled like a decent amount of times out loud uh i thought the animation style was like pretty interesting like i think the character designs are actually really really cool i do really like the animation style in both wreck it ralph mm-hmm. movies they really pay a lot of attention to how video game characters move around yeah. and how people on the internet move around you know it's really interesting mm-hmm. um so I feel like they really put a lot of time and effort into that, into the simplicity of how different things move around yes. in video games and on the internet. And it's really cool to see that in an animated mm-hmm. movie. And it was um, nice to hear you yeah. saying um, you appreciated like that deeper, the, you know, because I guess you're right. The, the point of the movie is like learning to let go. That was the message the movie wanted to t- wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, I like the messages the movie had, but they could have been executed a lot better. Uh Yeah, that's that's where I'm with you. And then like the And without Fortnite jokes. <laughs> yeah. That's that. But, that was our yeah. that was that was my thoughts on that. So yeah, that was uh our opinions on Rick and Ralph. <laughs> um we'll be right back with the wrap up fast fact for today. And welcome back to the wrap of fast fact for today. Today, uh, we got to bring up the unfortunate passing of our hero, Stan Lee. Um, very sad. Uh, when, when did he pass? It was a few weeks ago, right? Before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was before. It was, I would say, like only a couple days after our previous episode dropped. It was like that is true then. because I remember we recorded and I was actually in Target when I found out I was like looking for Christmas decorations oh, no. and then I found out on my phone my phone started buzzing like crazy uh-huh. and then I was like oh yeah I, like slumped against the wall something um, terribly ironic about how I found out I I'm, was yeah. literally in a comic book class like I'm my English oh, GE no. is a comic <laughs> class yeah and our teacher didn't want to bring it up and it was like so obvious and my buddy Kieran just raises his hand and said can we please like we weren't doing anything serious and he was like can we please just watch a a compilation of stanley cameos please so we did that in class and our teacher like said some nice words which was good that's nice let me get my feelings um, out yeah i mean obviously we don't really have to say much the guy was a legend uh in life um and meant a lot to everyone Mm -hmm. who 
followed Marvel Whether and you knew it comic or not, books in general. He, he really changed like the way we our stories, like quintessential American stories, exactly, and entertainment in general. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if you saw it this way, but for me, it seemed I felt like a lot of people were like really torn up over his death. Like a lot of people were posting on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram and a lot of people were coming up to me and be like, Oh my God, he's dead. And like people were shook. Yeah, I know. I know. As the kids are saying on the street <laughs> nowadays. Um, but a lot of people were like crying, bawling yeah. in public and like, like really shook. And I was like, like fellas like yeah it's it's sad but the guy was old yeah like you know he was what 94 he was 95 he was 95 years old you know it was just his time yes and i <laughs> you think know? And it's like the nicest thing i could say about it is i think you're right it you know of course it's sad someone so special and someone who created so much beautiful art passes away of course that's very sad but i mean i think you just gotta kind of look at it as like just I, like I'm just like I feel like so happy for him and I just think it like yeah. he create he lived to see his creations like come out to like the absolute fullest most perfect beautiful like you know if you look back at some of the old school old school things that like he actually wrote they're whack yeah. they're whack they're weird you know oh, yeah. so to see the MCU I cannot even like just think about like Black Panther. I know he didn't at least I don't think he created Black Panther, but of course, you know, he I think he helped create or help write it or something. So like just think about the fact that like that movie exists like we saw Wakanda. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just think I mean, maybe this is me putting my own narrative to it. It makes me feel a little bit better. But like, I just think he saw he saw Avengers four. He saw he saw a preview and and everything is set. Tony and Captain America are a happy family again. The Avengers saved the world for the last time. Everyone is happy and it's time. His work here is done. He did what he needed to do. Yeah. He, he cleaned his hands and he said, I'm, you know, my time here is done. And I think it's kind of a beautiful thing. That is really nice. So, that's a nice way to think about it. That's, I mean, that's how they, I had it. They confirmed that his last cameo will be in the next Avengers movie. Uh, I was secretly hoping yeah. he was going to be in Spider-Man. No. Uh, uh, all right. His, I guess that makes ver- sense. His very, last, his very last cameo is going to be Avengers 4. Uh, that's going to be brutal. That's going to be brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and of course he'll still be in Captain Marvel, so I guess we'll get like a probably a yeah. thank you either before or after or something like that. But you know, yeah. I've been trying to I look at it as a more positive, you know, he he had such a important life for everyone. So just like thank you, as opposed to just being like totally torn up over it. Right. Uh, I even saw a clip I, which was so cool. Sorry. But it's just he was sitting there. It had something to do with like Big Hero Six. Like I think they were like interviewing him or something, although I'm sure he had absolutely right. nothing to do with that project. But he said No, but it's technically like a Marvel yeah, thing. Exactly. But he said something along the lines of like, you know what's funny? Like growing up, Walt Disney was my favorite. He was like a god to me. So I just think that's that's cool. Like I like he really oh, created cool. like the like more or less like you know, not to the same extent, but like I think like the same amount of creativity was in both of these people. So yeah, I mean, I re- I my favorite cameo from him, or at least one of my favorites, is that that one. I think it's Spider Man Three where he's like, ah, oh, one man yep. can make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's such a good one. Beautiful. It's so short mm-hmm. too. 
I, I like the I like the ones that are just short and sweet. And the fact that he's talking to his boy, that's Peter. Uh so, yeah. That's a great one. You know, it's all nice. It, I, if you want to like talk about it as fans, it's gonna be interesting to see you. So what are we gonna CGI him in now? He was in oh, he gosh. was in Wreck It Ralph. Did you notice that? Yes, I it did notice really, that. Really briefly, but I thought that was kinda cool. Um Yeah, and then I mean he was also in the Spider Man video game. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that too. I wonder. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be in uh, into the Spider Verse. Actually, speaking of, oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about yeah, that. They probably had to scramble to like put a nice little message probably after the film, considering it's a Spider Man yeah. movie. But yeah, yeah, that's all my thoughts. It's sad, but you know, let's be happy and appreciate the things he did rather than cry. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically what I tell people mm-hmm. is that you know. It's let's celebrate his amazing life, yeah. you know, never of, had any real controversy. He just he just did his job. It's so it's he just did his yeah. thing, brought people joy. And now he's checking out. Yeah, exactly. You know? And now he gets to go be with his wife who passed away like a year ago or something like that. Yeah. So, there you go. All right. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Disney Deconstructed podcast. It was a long one. So uh, if you stuck around till the end, thanks. Appreciate Um, it. Yeah. But uh, now in two weeks, we're actually going to be doing a special Star Wars episode, Star Wars only, that will feature all of us and Spencer sharing our thoughts on everything in the galaxy spanning from the recently announced TV series to episode nine. So if you're a Star Wars fan, make sure you go ahead and check that out when it drops in two weeks. So until then, happy holidays and we'll see you in two weeks. Writing and producing for this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast was done by my two co-hosts, Jake Moody and Spencer Bennett, and myself, Lane Calder. Editing was done by Lane Calder. The music for our program was composed by Brandon LaBelle. Thank you for listening, and go have yourself a zippity-doo-dah day.